Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Did everybody get to study the book of Luke, chapter 1 through 12? Yes. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, Abella, your microphone's muted. Maybe you intended to be that way. Um, so, um, yes, I did study Luke. Excellent, excellent. Your voice is kind of low. You might want to increase the um, volume on your microphone. Can you can you hear me now? Yes, no, we could hear you. We could hear you. Just that your voice is faint. Okay. Like your uh, lips might not be close to your microphone. Yeah, I did study Luke. I stopped with chapter nine. Sorry. Yeah, chapter nine though. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, okay. So, what? this is what I'm thinking. Why don't we um, just generally go chapter by chapter quickly and we all analyze each chapter, you know, we don't have to read the whole thing because uh, we kind of, each chapter kind of tells you generally what it's talking about, amen? And then we can just discuss the question. You know, so let, why don't we begin with chapter one? And uh, you know, anybody that wants to begin talking about it, you know, can. I guess we're shy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The announcement of the birth of John, the yes. announcement of the birth of Jesus, and the visit of the angel to Mary, um, or the the parts, and then how Mary, how Mary speaks back to God and um, talks to God, saying that she finds joy in the God, in in God, and that he feels that he has looked upon her lowliness. And that he has chosen her and that she'll do what God tells him to do. Um, and then, um, I think it's Zachariah. Is that John's father? Yes, correct. John's father is Zachariah. And John's father saying as well that he he um, blesses God in, and says he, he too will follow what God has said. Rather than saying, "Oh no, don't do that," to, you know, um, what I don't want my child to be in in this situation. But he says, 
He says, um, all this work is the kindness of God. The day spring shall visit us and shall shine upon us and shall shine upon us in the darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. So I think the main part of chapter one is um, telling us about um, well, John and Jesus coming to, to lead us to peace in the world. All right. Anybody else want to talk about chapter one? Well, I thought that chapter one had a nice tie-in back to what we studied last week when it was talking about when the angel appeared to Zacharias right at the altar of incense while he was serving at the altar of incense and said that his prayer had been heard, that I thought that that was very powerful. Yes. Oh, yes. Look at verse verse 10 says it. Yes. It says, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without. That means outside Mm -hmm. at the time of incense. I remember we had talked about incense and prayer. Thanks for spotting spotting that. That was great, Kate. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, now, let's, let's look at chapter one from another perspective. Amen. Amen. There's a scripture that says, even though at one time we knew Jesus in the flesh, now we don't know him as such anymore. Can somebody find that scripture for me, please, before we do that? It says, it's a scripture, it's a Paul. He says, even though we knew him in the flesh, now know we him as such no more. You could just Google now know we him as such no more. And tell me where that is, please. Second Corinthians, oh no, maybe Second Corinthians five sixteen. What does it say? Yes, that is it. That is it. Correct. Wherefore, amen? Yes. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, Yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to understand what the apostle is saying there as it relates to Luke chapter 1 and 2. What you're reading in Luke chapter 1 and 2 is about the natural birth of the man called Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. What Paul is saying to you from 2 Corinthians, where Dr. K just read, that he doesn't want you to understand that scripture that you have studied in that fashion anymore. Hello, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So that means Paul is saying, yes, it's good that you read Luke chapter one and chapter two, but what is the spiritual significance in your life concerning that story? 
Now, there are many ways to view it, of course. But how about this? Jesus is the word of God. Isn't that so? Yes. Yeah. Who came first, Jesus or John? John. John. Why did the Bible take time out to tell you so much about John? He was born six months before Jesus. His mother was the cousin of Mary, blah, blah, blah. And oh, by the way, then after six months, Jesus was born and the angel said he would be called Jesus and so on. That's a nice story. Well, but I think it's saying there's a spiritual meaning here as it concerns you. Does anybody want to, you know, say, okay, don't have to be my own opinion. Doesn't have to be my own spiritual understanding. Your, your spiritual understanding. How, do, how you know Jesus now, you know Christ in your life. What is, I think, yeah, I go think ahead. One, one thing that I saw through, and I underlined throughout Luke chapter one, starting at verse 15, yes. uh, that it says, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Yeah. And when they were talking about Jesus and when they were talking about Zechariah and different ones that they, that each one they were talking about them being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Now, but John the Baptist was just a servant, correct? Yes. Yes. Why was it necessary for the Bible to tell us anything about him? Well, we're well, we sort of play a part. Very. In other words, the Bible could have just told us about Jesus's birth. That's the main. That's the main guy. And he could have told us, oh, and before Jesus started his ministry, one day he went somewhere where John the Baptist was preaching, and he got baptized and started his ministry. Oh, and by the way, John the Baptist was a good guy who was killed by the by the wicked king. Why go through all this trouble to tell us all these things about John the Baptist? Because you are John the Baptist. Huh, okay. You are the person, all the people you prayed for this morning are going to encounter as you herald the coming of Christ. Amen? Amen. That's why Paul said, even though you knew these stories in the natural, that's where he used the word flesh there, right? Mm -hmm. He said, even though I knew uh, Kay as my daughter, today I don't see her that way anymore. The, the, go back to 2 Corinthians, that chapter where Dr. K read. I think it was chapter 5, right? Yes, chapter 5, verse yeah. Okay. Verse 16. Look at verse 16 again. Uh, that's a good point you make. I, I would have missed that. Okay. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh... Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know he him no more. Okay. So whether it's Jesus, whether it's um, Liz, the way I knew Liz before she became a child of God, I don't see her that way anymore. 
Liz is a possible John the Baptist in my life. Mm -hmm. Liz is a possible door opener to Christ in my life. Okay? So the, we know John the Baptist is not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. But God is saying here that without you, Jesus' work cannot be done. Look, turn to John chapter 4, verse 1. Amen. 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 Verse 1 and 2. John chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. You want it read? Yes, please. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. Stop. Why does the Bible say, take time in verse two to say, oh, wait, 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 wait. By the way, Jesus didn't baptize anybody. He <laughs> wanted to stress that. It's important. He's saying it's your job to take the people to a certain point, and from there, Jesus takes over. Look, if I came to the United States to see President Donald Trump, and I came with a special message from the president of Nigeria, President Trump is not going to come to the airport and wait for me. Amen? Amen. He's going to send Mike Pompeo or somebody, okay, to come mm -hmm. and welcome me at the airport and bring me to him. Isn't that so? True. Yeah. So True. no man cometh unto the Father except by me. Isn't that what Jesus said? Amen. Yes. And so no man cometh unto Jesus except by Mom Logan. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So you are like John the Baptist. You are the forerunner. So John the Baptist is like a physical representation of all of us. Okay? And we don't have to go far because by the time we go to the next chapter, chapter 2, Okay, that will be in chapter three. We'll read about his preaching, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. does anybody want to talk a little bit about chapter two before we go on to chapter three? Look at verse 34. We can Amen. take... Yeah, oh, take yeah. it from, we can take from verse, um, um, let's see, verse 25, I'm sorry, let's take from verse, okay. let's take from verse 25 to 37. Anybody can. 
25 to 37. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Are you reading verse 25? Luke. Luke 2, verse 25 oh, to 35. I'm in Luke 1, sorry. Sure. Somebody else got it, please read. Sure, go ahead. I've and got it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, whoever it was. Was that you, Kay? Yeah, it was me. Read. And, there, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. All right. Okay, so generally we can see here that these people had a revelation. They Imagine you just see a baby and something just tells you there's something special about this baby, right? Mm-hmm. That yes. kind of understanding is doesn't come from knowledge. It doesn't come from you know being smart, being intelligent, being educated. It's a totally different faculty at work that allows you to be able to perceive and to know that this person is not ordinary. This child is not ordinary. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. so here we're seeing groups, different people having a divine experience, okay? We skip the part where John the Baptist's mother felt John the Baptist kick mm -hmm. in her stomach when um, the voice of Mary was, you know, sounding, okay? And it wasn't because of Mary's voice. It was because of what was inside Mary. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Amen. when you have Jesus inside of you and you speak, your words provokes a reaction. Whether you see it now or not, something happens. That's what that story, remember Paul says, everything me and you are reading, we should spiritualize it. Amen? Yes. And so when it says Mary had Jesus in her, in her womb, and when she spoke, 
John the Baptist in the mother in the in his in the mother's womb, he kicked, correct? Yes. So he that. reacted to the voice of Mary. But the power inside of her, he reacted to. Correct? Yes. And once yes. that happened, his mother Elizabeth said, Oh, the mother of my Lord. Now remember, Elizabeth is much older than Mary. Yes, says so she was of a great age. There you go. And she was Mary's cousin or aunt or something. So obviously, Mary in that culture would be like a baby to her. Mm-hmm. Like she, her child. Good. But but she recognizes who Mary is, okay? And refers to as the as the mother of her Lord, right? Yes. Now, I want to say something yeah. that's very important here. Very important. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was just a human being like you and I. Okay? Mm -hmm. After she gave birth to Jesus, she gave birth to other children. When she died, she also went to God and was judged by Jesus, just like you and I will be. I want us to be clear on that. Okay? She doesn't have any special place in heaven simply because she's the mother of God. Sorry, <laughs> mother of God. Because she's the mother of Jesus. Okay? She was. And... That was in the flesh. And Paul has told us we should know nobody anymore after the flesh. Does that make sense? Yes, because everything is spiritual now. There you go. So she was a human being. She was faithful to God. She's got a reward. I mean, she's, you know, she's great. But she's not some special being, you know, relative to Paul or Peter or any of the other Christians or you or I. This is very important, okay? Very, very important because some people can't get out of their mind. They say, oh, she's the mother of God. And you know what? If you can't get something from, from Bishop Jim, just go talk to his mom, Yolinda. You'll get it. Yes, in this world. But in the spiritual realm, she's not his mother. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right. She's his creation. All right. Okay. Kate, did you ever tell Brother Mike about what happened the day Jim was born? Do you remember that story? No, I don't remember the story. Go well, ahead. Tell, tell me, tell, you want to when, tell us publicly? Is that okay? I'll tell it real quickly. When yes. he was born, uh, I had a, a, a Jewish doctor, very devout. Yes. And he took the child without wrapping it or anything and sat him on my stomach and told me to hold him and to talk to him. He says, something is special about this child yes and so i said well welcome to the world i love you your name is going to be james and you know and he started talking in sentences wow. but nothing i could understand and i started to cry and i said he's not babbling what is he saying <laughs> and the Jewish doctor says he's speaking in Hebrew. Wow. And I've told many people about that story, including the church that he pastors now. Yeah. And I had people tell me, you made that story up, but his father was right there. And the wow. only place I remember an infant speaking in the Bible, I think, is in Jeremiah. Yeah. But you do know the Bible says 
that every male, every first male that comes out of the womb belongs to God. Whether it be male of human being or whether it be male of animals. Are you aware of that? I've heard that, but I've not seen where it was written. I just had people, you know, that are very... Okay, great. I'll, 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 it's, in a, it's in multiple places. I'll post it on the, on the chat group later on today. So we and I that. downplayed that. I didn't tell Jim anything about that until he came to me at almost 13 years old and yes. told me that he'd been called to the ministry. Yeah. Every, every male born in this world, don't care whether it's a Muslim, Hindu, don't believe in God, Spanish, um, French, Jamaican, it doesn't matter. Every male that is the first to come out of a womb. It doesn't have to be the first born child. Just the first Bible male. says, because the Bible said, whether it be beast or man. Do you remember? Okay, so you said you don't know it. So whether it be beast or man. So if it applies to animals, it certainly applies to human beings. So anybody that said they didn't believe your story hasn't been reading their Bible recently. <laughs> All right. That's what my husband told them. <laughs> that would read the Bible recently. Okay, um, let's 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 move it here. Um, that's every that's uh, Exodus thirteen two. Okay. Oh, there's more. There's more. We'll, we'll, I know we'll, there's more. I yeah, know there's we'll, more. We'll put it. We'll put it. We'll put Exodus chapter thirteen two for those who are listening. You know, uh, to broadcast. Okay, on uh, chapter three. In chapter three, you see where Jesus comes and gets baptized by John the Baptist, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and you see there are two high priests. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now, Jesus is baptized, okay? And it says the Holy Ghost came upon him. And then in chapter three, it begins to give you the genealogy of Christ. Amen? Yes. Amen. And um, if notice, it takes the genealogy of Christ from, from um, Adam or, or to Adam. Do you see that in verse 38? Yes. Okay. I, I need to say something here about that. The reason this man, Luke, did that was he was trying to show you and I that Jesus didn't come only for the Jews. Okay. Amen. When you read the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew was written primarily to the Jews. That is why in the book of Matthew, you will never see the name kingdom of God, the word, or the, sorry, the phrase kingdom of God used. You will always see the phrase kingdom of heaven. Have you noticed that? No, no but I'll, I'll be paying attention. Yep. When you actually go to the book of Matthew, at least in the King James Version or anyone close to the original, you always see them use the phrase kingdom of heaven. They don't use the phrase kingdom of God. Because the audience Matthew was writing to believed the name of God was a holy name, and so they didn't mention it. Okay? But in Luke or Mark, or even the book of John, you will see the kingdom of God. Okay, why don't we, why don't we just do a quick experiment? Um, type in kingdom of heaven um, somewhere.
Well, there's about a hundred Bible verses about the kingdom of heaven. Okay, look for one in Matthew. Okay, look at look at chapter eight, verse eleven. Matthew eight, verse eleven. Amen. Amen. And I Amen. say unto, and I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, look at chapter five, verse twenty. Amen. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay, now go back to Luke. And look at chapter 4, verse 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, and therefore am I sent. Okay. So you will notice if you continue the, in the book of Luke, anywhere where he talks about the kingdom, talks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. But when you're in the book of Matthew, it says the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. Because the two different writers were driving right into two different audiences. Luke tells us in chapter one that he was writing to a man called Theophilus, a Gentile. Okay? Uh, yes. So we use the word God. Okay? Now, in certain traditions, at least in my tradition, we don't use the name for God. Okay? So in my tradition, in my native language, there is no name for God. Okay? Not because we can't, not that we don't know God. It's just that it, it, it's, it is not something we're supposed to do. Okay? okay. So, so if like when you ask somebody in my native language, what is God? They will give you a word. But when you, when you translate it, it means the destiny above. Okay? Mm. Now I'm going to surprise you. Turn with me real quick. I know I'm digressing. Turn with me real quick to Hebrews chapter 1. And look, look, read verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1 verse, verse 3. three who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Okay. Now we've looked before Dr. K and we, call, we, we translated that in the Greek. And what is it the real phrase say? The great togetherness. The great that's togetherness. That's what I wrote down. Great there you go. Okay. Notice this is to the Hebrews. Okay. This is a letter to the Hebrews. 
okay? They will know what the great togetherness means, okay? The Bible says in him, all things consist, okay? So the word, the name God, the way you and I say, we say God, God, God. To the Hebrews, that was like, no, 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 you don't, don't say that name. So when Matthew was writing, he wouldn't use that name, okay? He would use heaven, okay? Now, when you and I think of heaven, we think about, you know, they have a place like, you know, somewhere in the sky or whatever imagination you have. You don't think of heaven as a person. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you see what the guy in Hebrews just said, it's almost as though he was describing the, pl the place. The Bible says, just is at the right hand of God. But this person says, just is sitting at the right hand of the great togetherness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, just a little aside there. Amen? Amen. All right. So you, in chapter three, Luke is trying to show us that Jesus didn't come only for the Jews, that he came for all mankind. All right. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. And now we go to chapter four. Let's look at some of this. Um, Let's I think, look at, yeah, go 18, ahead, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Go verses ahead. 18 and 19. In what chapter? Chapter four. Okay, before we go that far, let's deal with his temptation. It's very important. Okay. Can we read the temptations of Jesus from verse one to 13? Anybody can. Sorry, what chapter? Chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. And while somebody's reading that, can somebody look for me? Um, it's in 1 John. Um, the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. Just look for that. Google that phrase. Bible, Bible phrase. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. So who's reading chapter chapter four, verse one to twelve? Uh, one to thirteen. Uh, I um, temptation okay. in the desert. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, then returned from the Jordan and was conducted by the Spirit into the desert for forty days, where he was tempted by the devil. During that time, he ate nothing, and at the end, he was hungry. The devil said to him, "If you are the Son of God, command this stone to turn into bread." And Jesus answered him. Scripture has it, not on bread alone shall a man live. Then the devil took him up higher and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. And he said to him, I will give you all this power and the glory of these kingdoms. The power has been given to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Prostrate yourself in homage before me and it shall be yours. In reply, Jesus said, Scripture has it, you shall do homage to the Lord your God. Him alone shall you adore. And then the devil led him to Jerusalem, set him on the parapet of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For Scripture says, He will bid his angels watch over you. And again, with their hands they will support you, that you may never stumble on a stone. And Jesus said to him in reply, 
It also says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all the tempting, he left him to await another opportunity. Amen. (laughs) So the devil (laughs) only took time out. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I love there. (laughs) All right, did anybody find... This time, let's try again another time. Exactly. Okay, so stop grumbling. Uh, Why you think, oh, I thought everything was over last week. Now it's back again. (laughs) All right. I mean, the devil's just doing his job, you know, give him a break. (laughs) All right. So did anybody find first the the, the scripture? Yes. Yes. Okay. What what verse is that? What chapter and verse? First John chapter two, verse 16. What does it say? Amen. Amen. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Amen. Now, I want you to take note that what you just read is related to what you uh, we saw Liz read to us from chapter 4, from verse 1 to 13. Can you show me here where which of these three temptations was the lust of the flesh? Not you, Dr. K. Okay, you read it. So somebody else. What was it that she read in First John? Okay, First John what, K? Chapter two, verse sixteen. Can you read okay. it to us again? I wanted to, I wanted to mark it, and it's already marked. Okay. For, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Thank you. So can somebody tell us which one of these three temptations that Jesus had is the lust of the flesh? Pride of life? No, no, that, the pride of life is a different temptation. So oh, I said, okay. which of the temptations in chapter four corresponds to the lust of the flesh, which is one of the three kinds. The one about the food, I think. Very good. Where he was hungry. Ah. Mm. Uh-huh. That's the lust of the flesh. So Jesus had to crucify it by being hungry. That is why you fast. Mm. Okay. That is why you fast. That's why we fast. Whether whatever you, whatever religion you are, when you fast, you're trying to put the flesh under. You're trying to control your flesh. Okay, and the flesh is more than this physical body, by the way. But that's all under that. So, which one of them would be the lust of the eyes? Well, the one where I don't know. Let's, let's have somebody else try. Let's have somebody else try. From when he's looking out at all the kingdom. There you go. There you go. It's, it's from the eyes. Don't you see it? He's showing Jesus. He opens your eyes. It's a lot of the eyes. He says, see all this. I'll give it to you. Amen. 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 So, Obviously, the last one is what? Now, did everybody turn to first to first John like Dr. K read to you? 
Yes, I'm here. Okay. Dr. K, first John what, please? First John 2, verse 16. Okay, can everybody turn to first John 2, verse 16, so we can see the third, the name of the third kind of temptation. These, why is this important? These three temptations are the only temptations you will ever have in your whole life. That's why we're studying this. There is wow. no fourth, there's no fourth kind. There's no fifth kind. There's no, there, there are not many temptations in the world. There are only three. Okay. All right. Sister Liz, have you found it in first John chapter two? Yes. Okay. Please read it to us. Verse 16, I believe. For nothing that the world affords comes from the Father. Carnal allurement. Enticements for the eye, the life of the empty show, all of these are from the world. What was the last one say? The life of what? The empty? The empty show. And the empty show, was, right? So empty show. And I think that was when he said, um, prove that you can jump off the wall and survive. There you go. Saying, so put up a great show. Yeah. Put up a great show. That's what you and I go to watch, you know, uh, Michael Jackson or um, uh, the, uh, a rock band. They put on a show, right, to impress us. Yes. Right? Or buy a yellow sports Mercedes Benz 360 SEL eight cylinder. Not that you really want it, but you want to show it. Mm. Amen. Amen. So Amen. in every given time in your life, those three things are the three things that the devil uses against you. It's always one or two or three of those things at the same time. So you ask yourself, why do I want to buy this car? There's nothing wrong with buying us. Listen, I would love to have a yellow sports Mercedes. You know, if I could find some way I can drive without a state trooper pulling me over. <laughs> because I don't see why I should buy it. It can go 200 miles an hour, but I'm not allowed to. You know, if I lived in Germany or something, maybe that's why they have the Autobahn in Germany. So they can sell Mercedes. You know, because I hear there's no speed limit there. I don't know. Mom, you're German too. So maybe you've been there. <laughs> yeah, I've been there several times. Okay. There are speed limits at different times of day, depending uh, on the traffic. Good. So when there's no speed limit, I'll bring out my Mercedes. But over here in Maryland, nah, 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 nah. Like the turbos, you're gonna hear. No, I'm sure. I'm sure in California, where Liz is at, the maximum speed limit there is probably 45 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 55, but. Our speed limit here is 70, Liz, just for contrast. Right. right. Yeah, we're on some of the interstate freeways, it's 65, but mostly you're in cities, so it's 35 because it's not safe to drive faster than 35. <laughs> right, right, right. That's the same here, too. Right. Depends on where you are. Okay, okay. Um, boy, I don't know how I thought we would finish 
all 12 chapters today. We haven't, started, we haven't even gotten into Jesus's talk. All right. So basically, um, we've seen here that when the Bible shows us, remember that these were not the only temptations the, the, the devil tempted Jesus, correct? You know that, right? Because he yeah. said he was tempted for 40 days. Mm -hmm. Yes. And after the 40 days, he came back with the nuclear weapons and it did, still didn't work. Okay. But all the temptations the devil had on him were always within those three categories. That's why the Bible decided to tell you, give you examples of his temptations. Mm. And it gave you three. And you go to the book of First John, a totally different writer, and he tells you that there are three kinds of temptations. By the way, when Eve was tempted, how many kinds of temptations did she have? One. You said one. And Dr. K. No, she had three. You want to find out? Well, let, we want to take a look at it. Let's go there. Let's take a look at it real quick. Genesis 3. Yeah, he told her it was going to be wise. Make her wise. Uh-huh. Okay. So what are the three things he... What are the three things she discovered? Verse six, Genesis three, verse six. I'm almost there. Okay. Oh, it's the same three things. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Boy, it pays the check, right? <laughs> exactly. There it is, food, eyes, and wise. <laughs> and I have it circled. Right. And which is, it's, it's not wise, really. The translation there is wrong. It's knowledge. Remember, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Okay. And Paul says knowledge puffs us up, right? It, it yes. Does. But love builds us up. So knowledge makes you proud, right? I have mm -hmm. two PhDs in classical philosophy. <laughs> but, but I don't know Jesus Christ. Um, does that mean um, there's a hell? If I don't believe in him, there is no hell. <laughs> okay. So knowledge. Okay. It says uh, it, it, it was a fruit that gave her knowledge, which is what made her proud. Okay. Mm. So can someone read verse six just for the record so that those who are listening and recorded can actually hear it. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food One. and that it was pleasant to the eyes Two. and a tree to be desired to make one wise, Three. she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Amen. So we can see whether it's the Old Testament, the, the, um, the Gospels or the New Testament. There's three kinds of, there's only three kinds of temptation. Just three. So every moment when you want to do your, your, your morning check, you check. Okay, this thing that I'm about to do, does it fall under A, B, or C? What is A, everybody? The flesh. Loss of the flesh. What is B? Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. And what is C? Pride of the of life. Pride. Pride of life. Amen. Don't forget that. 
Don't forget that. Or you'll see me in your dream chasing you. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Brethren, it's clear we're not going to be able to finish all 12 today. Otherwise, we wouldn't do ourselves a good service. But I promise you, next week, we'll be able to finish it. Because the first four chapters were kind of important to kind of give us a context. So that when you're reading the Gospels going forward you'll be able to understand, amen, that you're not just reading a story of a man that walked on water or a man that raised the dead. It's talking about something in your life, amen? Amen. All right. All right. Um, so chapter four, we're at verse 14, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Can somebody read for us from verse 14 to 27? Amen. 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 When Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him, and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut, shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the, reg in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman, the Syrian. All right, thank you. Hmm. The first thing I want us to do is read verse 18 again. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel of gospel to the poor. 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Okay, 19. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Okay, is there a period after the, the word the Lord there or is there a comma? I inverted it. The period. Okay. Mm. So, Abella, yours has a period as well, correct? Yes. Full stop, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, turn to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Keep your finger here. Just turn to Isaiah 61, verse 1. Read it and tell me what the difference is. Verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 61 or 51. Sorry, Isaiah 61. From 61. verse 1, we take from verse 1 to amen yep i'm sorry read one and two you're amen i have it press one and two the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Okay. Do you notice that the scripture Jesus was quoting Jesus didn't complete it. If you go back to Abele's version in of chapter 4 of Luke, verse 18 and 19, yeah. particularly verse 19, it says to preach acceptable year of the Lord. Okay? Do you see verse 2 of Isaiah says the exact same thing, but after that, it says the day of vengeance of our God. Yeah. Liz, do you notice that? Yeah. Why do you think that is so? Does anybody, can anybody figure out why Jesus didn't read that part? He was talking about vengeance. Yes, but why didn't Jesus read it? It's in the Bible. I mean, because there was no period there. There was just a comma after acceptable year of the Lord. Because Liz, he you, didn't... Liz, sorry. Let me, let me just ask Liz a question. Liz. Can Liz hear me? Yes. Yes. Do you notice there's a comma there, not a period? But when Jesus speaks, he puts a period in his. When there's a comma, he replaces it with a period. Why doesn't he read the whole thing? Someone else is telling the story? Because he's... Um, the Bible says he's reading because, from Isaiah. Remember they said he picked he, up the Bible and opened to Isaiah 61. Because he's fulfilling the, the, fav the favor from the Lord? 
There you go. Perfect. For now, he has come to bring the grace of God to mankind. But when he returns, he's coming with what? Vengeance. Vengeance. Emile, did you notice that now? Yeah. Mom Logan, did you notice that? Yes, and I'm writing in the margins too. And that's <laughs> why the Apostle Paul and Peter and all of us told us that when just comes again, he's coming with vengeance. Okay, let's turn to the book of Peter. No, no, let's turn to the book of Jude. Jude is the last book before Revelation. The last book before Revelation. Which verse? Uh, verse 14 and 15. Amen. Amen. Uh, wait, uh, does everybody have it? No. Okay, Jude is the last book before Revelation. It's a, just one chapter. Mm -hmm. Very short. If you got it, say amen. 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 And Enoch also the servant, uh, sorry, and Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying, behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Amen. So Jude is telling us, listen, even Enoch said that Jesus is going to come and execute judgment upon the earth. Now, Jesus knew that the first coming was to save men, not to destroy any. So when he got to that part where there was a comma, he just stopped there. Can you all see that this book was not written by human beings? Uh, what I mean by that is it wasn't authored by human beings. These are different people at different times saying, talking on different topics, but saying the same thing. You cannot find discrepancies. How oh, do you, yeah. are you with me? Are you, are you with yeah. me? Yes. You've yeah. got to accept there is a mind, a people. There is one mind. There's a mind at work. Forget, yes, Paul wrote, Peter wrote, John wrote, this one wrote. Yes, I agree. In their own flavor, in their own culture, yes. But the mind, the mind, the mind behind the book is one mind. You see that? That's why we can go from Jew to Genesis to Isaiah to this, and they're saying the same thing. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? Mm. There is yeah. no other collection of writings, even scientists who write on the same topic still differ from one place to another based on their understanding, writing about the same topic. It's one mind. Okay? And we're, we're studying the book of Luke because we're going to look into the life of Jesus, but not just the story of Jesus, 
we're going to look into how the events that we read about in the lives of G in the life of Jesus apply to you and I personally today. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right. Okay. I think you know we can stop here unless you want to finish reading Luke chapter four. I think we should finish Luke chapter four. Okay. Is that okay with everybody else? Yes. Okay, good. All right, Dr. K, you want to read for us um, from verse 28 to 34, and then Mom Logan can read for us from verse 35 to the end. Amen. 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 And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill whereupon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way, and came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. All right. Do you, do you guys have any idea why those people got angry and threw him out? Remember, he just quoted Isaiah. Right? <laughs> because he was basically, he was saying that he was God because in verse 21, he says, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So he basically told them that he's God. Fine. That's, that's number one. That scripture, when you read that scripture and you say it's been fulfilled, you're saying you're the Messiah. Yes. Okay. Everybody follow that? Follow what Dr. K is saying? Yes. Imagine you come, you come to church, somebody reads a, a prophecy and says to you all, today, this prophecy has been fulfilled. How, how would you, you know, re treat the person? Then when you guys look offended, he goes on further to say, look, there were many widows when there was a famine in Israel for three and a half years. And God didn't send a prophet to any Israelite widow. He only sent to a Gentile widow. Yes. And there were many lepers in Israel when God sent the prophet to heal Naaman the Syrian and he never healed a, a, a leper in Israel what was Jesus saying to them he was saying that he came hold on to... Dr. K hold on Dr. Okay. K okay oh don't say okay no I'm just asking other people <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay it, when, when the spirit comes on you you're just like yeah, I want to go I want to go I want to go come on somebody why 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 are they angry when he makes the statement about God heal, God feeding the Gentile widow instead of the Israelite widows, healing the Gentile leper instead of the Israelite lepers in the Old Testament? Why are they angry when they hear that? Now, we read this. That was verse 24 to 27, right? Right. Yes. And it was Jesus speaking. And he's assuming you understand what he's talking about. That's why he put it in red there, if your Bible has red letters. 
Why are they angry at, what, at, that, at, at those statements? Why do they want to throw him out? Because he's pointing out to them their own lack of faith. Yes, but he's telling them something because beyond. He... Yep. Oh, because when he went to people who didn't know him, they believed that he did. Yeah, exactly. He's but telling the people them. People that he knew just said, oh, isn't that Joseph's son? Exactly. Exactly. So he's <laughs> telling them, look, this is exactly why God is going to reject you all and accept the Gentiles. After all, he rejected your widows when they were hungry and mm. fed a Gentile widow. He rejected your lepers and healed a Syrian leper. So you also are going to reject me and lose out. And the Gentiles will accept me and receive power and the covenants of God. You get it? Yes. yes. All and right. I think, I think yeah. also, also yes. that um, the people really thought, the Israelites really thought that, that God was only their God. That he was of their course. God, not the God of anybody else, just their God. Of course. Of course. That's why Jonah was angry with God for saving the, the city of Nineveh, which belonged to Gentiles who were enemies of Israel. Yes. He, he was so angry with God, he didn't even want to go on the mission to tell them to repent. Nineveh was a Syrian city, an Assyrian so, city. Sorry. What business is God to, why does God care about them? Exactly. <laughs> And so he ran away from God. Everybody knows the story of Jonah, but they don't know that's actually what was taking place there. Okay, Mom, Logan, please, verse 35 to the end for us. All right. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, what a word is this? For with authority and a power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they came and they come out. And the frame of him went out into every place of the country and round about the fame. And he rose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with great fever. And they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers' disease brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into the desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. 44. Oh, there is one more. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. Amen. Amen.
All right. Okay, so I I think we can stop here briefly. And if there are any questions you want me to respond to, or anybody here to respond, to any questions about what we've spoken about so far, need some clarification, please feel free. Floors open. Ask any questions you would like. Last few scriptures were pretty plain. Yes. I think that um, what I thought was uh, amazing here was in verse 32. It says, and they were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. Yes. Because previously when they were hearing the word of God, they weren't seeing the power that was in the word. Yes, his didn't come from some Bible school. Yes. <laughs> Any questions? No, not for me. Okay. Mom Logan? No, I'm fine. I, I, I've read this before, but I think I read it with wider eyes this time. Great. Sister Liz? No, I, I don't have any questions. Okay, great. Dr. K, any question? No. Excellent. Okay. Um, can somebody close us in prayer? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook, go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook, write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said if you want to continue listening to us, you can order, you can always go. Okay? To our website, you can see the online menu channels. That you can get us through, like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want to hear us through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook. Or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so I'm not able to see your light. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 